Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. And we are live. You are now joining Believe in Magic. I am Max Van Auken, but let me step to the side very quickly. I am joined by Andrew Combo Salop from Combo's Court. You're looking at the Penny and Shack. More importantly, you are looking at Max and Combo. How are you, my man? Intro's getting better every time. I'm thinking Intro's so, right? Getting... Yeah, yeah, every time, man. You know, Max, it's always great talking magic basketball with you. How are you feeling today, man? I feel fantastic. A wise man once told me when you win the morning, you win the day. I just had a great leg workout. I feel fresh. I feel rejuvenated. I took like a hot, cold shower. Um, so we're recording on this beautiful Wednesday. Um, a lot has been happening. So uh, just very excited to record this magic podcast with you. How about you? How is life in NYC? I'm glad you're getting your workouts in. I've been taking cold showers pretty much every shower for the last, I'd say, like three months. Wow. Two months. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I prime myself this morning. I go to the gym later. The prime is, uh, you know, just like two or three minutes worth of like push-ups, squats, some core work, and um, calf raises, you know, supermans. But that's really quick, and then I get my workout later on. But, you know, every day is different, and I'm glad you're working out. And I'm glad the listeners know about our workouts. Yeah, it sounds like, <laughs> it sounds like you're trying to uh, age like Tom Brady in a way. That's my goal. Is Tom Brady, LeBron, those those guys are kind of like the the pillars of aging well. And it sounds like you're down that path as well. I am. It seems like you're aging backwards, though, Max. I mean, you got a long way to go. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm trying to create good <laughs> habits while I'm young, but um, no, definitely, definitely, because that all adds up. You know, like. I actually heard somebody talking about this on a podcast, not to regress. I actually sent you a clip of the same podcast. I'm talking about my yep. pump and you know, a guy who's 22, 23 and works out is not going to look that much different, you know, a little bit than a 22, 23 year old that doesn't work out. You know, obviously genetics depend on that so much as well. But if you work over those next 20 to 30, I mean, next 20 years, when those two people are 40, it's going to be a huge difference from the compound effect, you know? Right. No, absolutely. Yeah, that's why I'm all into health as wealth, creating good habits. Uh, obviously, I have some goals for myself as well, besides just the longevity aspect, just gaining muscle weight. But I'm very excited to be recording this podcast with you. Obviously, we're going to dive in depth with the Orlando Magic. I know we got NBA All-Star voting selections, um, eventual snubs. Uh, we got the trading deadline, MVP, rookie ladders. So we got a plethora of things to talk about. Um I guess I'll start off with I finally had an opportunity to get one of the biggest interviews um, of my career thus far is with LeBron James covering the Lakers Magic game here in Orlando at the Amway Arena. And combo for me, it was a surreal moment because obviously I'm of the younger generation, right? Turning 24 here shortly. Um He's one of the big reasons. T-Mac was like the first player I've ever like, oh my God, threw it off the glass and slammed it. Like I just, I was in love with T-Mac growing up, but LeBron James is really what made me fall in love with just everything basketball. And so there's like a list that I have, a secret list on my notes 
um, that only I can see with like potential interviews that I want to have in my life, um, whether that's now, my podcast, covering the sport. Um, and LeBron James certainly is on the top of that list, especially when it comes to athletes. He, him and Muhammad Ali are my favorite athletes of all time. But from a professional standpoint, it was just an amazing t- like opportunity to see someone that great um, up close and personal. And it was absolutely amazing. Now, the Magic did lose 116-105. to 105. They fought very hard against the Lakers. They were up at half, um, but they did end up trailing um, and losing the game. But I feel like that's kind of expected with this young team, especially playing against a guy like LeBron who's seen basically every defense thrown at them. But long story short, got to cover that game. It was a great opportunity, um, a really cool interview. And it, it's cool to see the Magic up close and personal. I, I really feel like it's one thing to see it on TV, and we, we, we talk about it, but seeing it up close and personal, it's really interesting to see, even though they are struggling, right? There, there's no secret there. It still feels like they capture the the attention of the audience every game. No, most definitely. And everybody who missed out on Max's interview, you can catch it on his Instagram page, Max, Max underscore Van underscore Alkin. And what I loved about your question is that it's evergreen. We could look back at that 20 years and it'll still have a lot of value, you know. So Thank uh, you, Combo. Shouts to you for getting a great question in. LeBron almost cut you off, man. LeBron got to be patient. I think he was a little <laughs> bit nervous talking to Max Van Alkin, but... You know, it is what it is. Right, right. I had to let him know. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a rookie and a vet, like Drake once said, his guy Drake. And then I actually got to talk to Carmelo, Frank Vogel. And, and I know we've talked about the Lakers plenty of times on this podcast about what's going on and what moves they can make or potential moves that they are trying to make. But, yeah, it was exciting. Like I said, Jalen Suggs seems to be a guy who um, I didn't realize how much emotion he shows. Now, I've covered games before, but it seemed like he lived up to the moment. Obviously, um, especially this younger generation, like my age coming in, these rookies, um, playing against LeBron isn't just another game for them. Like that's the Jordan of their era. So you could tell there was an extra like pep in their step a little bit. And Jalen Suggs seemed to live for the moment. He was shrugging his shoulders every time he could. He was playing to the crowd. And even though, like I said, even though they lost, there's you want to focus on the game of basketball itself. I really liked the entertainment value that they lived up to the moment and they embraced the moment. And like I said, the crowd was involved the entire time. Now, obviously, credit LeBron James to that. A lot of people were there to see LeBron. But it was just a really cool element that I did not expect to see from the young players, if that makes sense. You know what's crazy? I think LeBron is almost two generations ahead. I mean, there's probably some of these young players in the league who look up to players eight years younger than LeBron, you know, that are already in the league. It's kind of crazy if you think about it. Yeah. No, no, no. That's a really good point. And like, 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 like some of these guys are probably looking up to Trey Young, who knows, or guys that are a little bit older than Trey Young. You yep. know? Maybe there's bigs looking up to Embiid and Jokic. I mean, LeBron is so far ahead of some of these guys in age. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, year 19 to play at this level. We've never seen that before. Credit to his greatness, but um, it's been a rough stretch combo. There's no, no secret here. Um, I think our last win for the Orlando Magic was against the Hornets on January 14th. Then we lost to the Mavs, lost to the Trailblazers, lost to the Sixers, obviously just lost to the Lakers. Oh, and then we did just beat the Bulls. Excuse me. We did just beat the Bulls 114-95 um, this past Sunday, which is a huge win because the Bulls are a top three team in the East right now. Uh, that's a huge win, Combo. Obviously, the Bull- when when great teams come into Orlando, they see the record. They may feel like, okay, we could just run up and down a little bit, but I think that's a really big win for the Magic, especially for the young guys, to be the top seed in Chicago. No, most definitely. Obviously, you know, the Bulls are riddled with injury, but nonetheless, a win is a win, and we'll take any win with this young Magic team. 
You know, you talked about Jalen Suggs, and yeah, the one thing he will do every time is play hard, and he plays with toughness. I think he does lack some NBA craft right now, and that's something he could work on. Yep. But there has been an uptick in his performance since he came back from injury, injury, which is really encouraging. We talked about how they needed the playmaking, the guy that kind of orchestrates offense, and Markel Fultz is going to bring a lot of that back when he comes back hopefully soon. But, you know, Jalen Suggs has been playing better. You know, I, I don't have the exact stats in front of me, but I think he's around 14 or 15 a game maybe since he's been back, which is a little bit of an uptick. He's playing really aggressive. He's playing hard. He had a crazy dunk last night against the Bulls, which yeah. invigorated the Orlando Magic crowd. Jaws were dropping. And, uh, yeah, it's really good to see him playing better. Um, obviously, there's a lot to pick apart. And it's almost like where to start with this team because there's so many holes defensively and offensively. But I think Jalen Suggs has been somewhat of a bright spot, and I think he has a young, promising career. And his biggest thing he has to work on is just some craft as an offensive player. I don't think he's quite there yet, but hopefully he'll get there. That's something you can work on, you know? Right, and, and no player comes in polished. I mean, re, I mean, even LeBron, for example, who we just talked about, granted how great he was coming into the NBA, but, I mean, everyone needs to tune up and get refined and polished. You have a raw talent, and you're pretty good. I have the stats right up here. You had 15, 7, and 5. Um, I don't think there's two players that I really wanted to touch on with you is – one Mobamba, he had zero points, right? Zero assists, but he had three rebounds. But this is what's bothering me with Mobamba because I said this is the year of Mo. But the problem is, one game we'll see him. He had like what six, seven threes in one half. He had over twenty points and a half. Um, obviously the pick and pop, rolling off, fading to the three point line. He's been able to knock the three down pretty well. But then in this game, he has zero points now. I just want to see more consistency because I could see the potential. We always talked about where his fit is in the league. We see the potential. You can't teach that type of wingspan. He can move his feet exceptionally well for a big, and he can stretch out and hit the three. Like These are all essential like qualities that we want in a modern-day big that he, in he, in he inherits. He has them. But we, I feel like we're getting the inconsistencies again, and I want to see more consistency from Obama. That was the first thing I wanted to run by you. Yeah, I mean, he had that crazy half, right. and, you know, he definitely tapered off right after. I totally agree with you. We need to see more consistency from a lot of these guys. I mean, also Cole Anthony has, you know, regressed yeah. a little bit in the past few weeks. So we got to really see these guys be more consistent. I think consistent is the right word. And I'd rather have Mo Bamba do half of what he did that game or maybe – 60% mm -hmm. of what he did that game every game instead of doing that and then right. not doing anything at all for the next three, you know. So definitely consistency is key, and it'll be interesting if Mo Bamba is one of those players they want to move forward with. Right, and Cole Anthony, it's like when he's hot, he's hot. But then when he's cold, it's like he's cold. There's no in-between. Like you said, I'd rather just have a consistent in-between um, to develop yourself. But another person I really wanted to touch on was Wendell Carter Jr. And it's he came off the bench in the Lakers game. And he's granted he's coming off an injury, so they're probably easing him into minutes. But he produces almost every single time I watch him play combo. And he plays with such excitement. Like, he plays with so much energy. He could stretch out and hit the three. He has highlight plays at the rim. He plays defense. He plays hard. I feel like Wendell Carter Jr. is like a very positive spot on this roster that I wish the Magic can focus on a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, hopefully he can make up some of the things that they lost with Vucevic. You know, you mentioned he stretched the floor. Um, he's a high IQ guy. I think he's really smart. He can make the right pass at the right time. So you need a big like that. Like, obviously, it's a small guy's league in the NBA now. 
but you need bigs to play and you need good bigs to play and you need good bigs to win. So hopefully it could be a good big for the magic moving forward. Right. Uh, So going forward, we have the Clippers, which is actually today. Um, We have the Pistons on Friday and I may be able to cover that Sunday game against the Dallas Mavericks. Luca comes into town um, and then we go back on the road. So we have a little home stretch here. Um, the Clippers, I believe we could win. I believe we could beat the Pistons. The Mavericks is going to be the toughest game on that three-game uh, home stretch here. How do you feel about that? Well, if you get to talk to Luca, give you the question to give to Luca. What's the question? How are you going to handle your offseason moving forward, and are you going to change anything? Oh, so you want the little bit of the friction. You want to ask the hard question. I don't think that's. I think that's a great question. I don't think it's. You know, I don't think it's that much friction because he has to know he admitted he came out of shape. So I just like I want to see what's best for him, not only him, but all these young players, you know. So I think that's a question I would ask him if I was, you know, if I was there. And I I think that'd be a great question for you to ask him. But, um, yeah, I mean, the Mavs have been playing really good for the most part. Um, I think they lost last night to the Warriors, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that seems really good. Jason Kidd has done a great job. In the beginning, they were winning games, even though Luka was out of shape, and they're continuing to do so now. They might make some kind of move at the trade deadline to try and solidify themselves as legit title contenders, along with a whole bunch of other teams in the league who are looking to make win-now moves. So uh, it'll be a tough game, man. I don't. There's nobody on that team that could really match up with Luka or even Porzingis and – I mean, the way Brunson's been playing lately, he's a handful himself, and he's going to get paid soon. So Villanova, great. Yep. I um I want to tra- – do you have anything left with Orlando Magic before we transition into uh, the all-star voting? No, I mean, they have to get better on both sides of the floor, but I will say they're as Jamal Mosley pointed out in the past, their toughness has been good, their grit has been good, and even in bad situations, they're still fighting and playing hard. So let's see what happens moving forward, and hopefully we could see continued progression from Jalen Suggs and Franz Wagner, who's still playing well, and Cole could pick it up a little bit and uh, maybe get a few wins down the stretch here. And uh, past the All-Star break, they could get some even more wins, even though we would like to get a nice lottery pick, right? Yeah, that that's the tricky situation that they're in because that's kind of in the back of everyone's head at this point because of where you're standing already. Um but at the same time, you're also trying to create a culture. And like you said, I think that's so important for Coach Mosley and the Orlando Magic. The most important thing this season has been creating a culture. That should be the goal. And it's kind of hard to create a culture, but at the same time, you don't want to tank. And so I'm just interested to see how they play that second part of the season. Most definitely. Most definitely. But all right, Combo, let's get into it. So we have the all-star voting. Um, I'll run just a couple things past you. If something pops out to you, just let me know. But I'll say this. We have LeBron and Steph Curry leading the way. LeBron, the all-time, uh, he's the he's leading all the votes right now, the vote-getters, um, both East and West. So he looking as of right now, if it were to stop, he'd be a captain in the West, which I do love that format. But what really surprises me, Combo, like I get the Jokic being up there. I get I love Ja being up there. I like Luka being up there. Andrew Wiggins is third in voting for the front court for the Western Conference. Now, I've interviewed Wiggins. I really like what he's done. I like... I thought Golden State would be a really cool fit for him. It's almost like a more vertical yes. um, Harrison Barnes for them. But does it surprise you how high he is on the All-Star voting? No, man, because a lot of people gave up on him, even in media. You know, they're really bashing that guy. And he was never in the right situation. 
and I said it. I thought he was going to be great with the Warriors. I could probably go back and find somewhere where I said it. Uh, and I remember just media members like bashing this guy. Yep. He's not going to do much for the Warriors. And I didn't get it at all because you have to look at the guy's skill set. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a two-way wing. He's a shot maker. He's really athletic. And he's a former number one pick. I mean, people are former number one picks for a reason, you know? Right. No, absolutely. And I think expect, I always say expectations are everything. And coming out of high school, they're all the next LeBron. Then he goes to Kansas, obviously goes to Minnesota. Now we have to be honest here. Minnesota is not the best situation. So situation truly matters. Like it takes all time great talents. And even then it's hard to overcome dysfunction and change a culture around. Like we only see it a handful of times in all of sports. Um, Andrew Luck with the Colts, when he first came, he couldn't, he didn't even have an offensive line. He couldn't even overcome certain dysfunctions. Uh, LeBron James in Cleveland, he eventually had to leave. So we put this immense amount of pressure on Wiggins in a situation that nobody, even the the greats of KG and Kevin Loves, couldn't overcome. Um, so I always felt not. I, I don't know. I don't know if sympathy should be the right word, but I always understood his situation, and so I'm very happy to see him in a great situation uh, with Clay Thompson, who again All Star votes. Um, I believe he's fourth with the guards in the West and Steph Curry. But in the East combo, this was pretty cool. DeMar DeRozan deserves a huge shout out because he's leading all the guards as of right now in all-star voting uh, with 4 million for the backcourt. I'm sorry. Yeah. For the guards in the East. So you have DeMar one, Trey two, Zach Levine three. So you have two Chicago guards in the top three votings for guards uh, in the Eastern conference. Yeah. I mean, I love it. Obviously DeMar has having a great season and they were actually, you know, a top of the East. I mean, I guess they're going through some issues now with, obviously all those injuries, but DeMar has been playing great and he's attacking an area where the NBA has shifted their defensive awareness from. And I think he's definitely catching lightning in a bottle, getting into the mid range and doing what he does. And obviously he has moments as well. You know, it's all about the moments that one legged game winner. Yep. Um, He's been great, man. He's just been great. He deserves to be there and fans like him. Like he's a likable guy. I think there has never been a player that said, I don't want to play with, you know, DeMar, DeMar DeRozan. So right. kudos to him. He's been playing great. One player I do want to see get in is um, is uh, Darius Garland because he's just been phenomenal orchestrating that team. And, and Cleveland has been playing so well and getting wins. Right. No, yeah, and I, he actually does have some votes here. I'm looking right now. Let me go. I just saw his name. Okay, right now he's ninth for voting in the guards. So he's actually behind Derrick Rose, Fred Van Vliet, Kyrie, LaMelo, uh, James Harden and Zach Levine, Trey Young, DeMar DeRozan. But I yeah. mean, shouts to shouts to Derrick Rose. I, I don't think that Derrick Rose should be ahead of of Darius Garland. This no, season. you know what I mean. No, yeah, and it's honestly there's you know there's a little bit of popularity contest when it comes to All Star voting and whatnot. Like I know, um, I believe Carmelo Anthony's seventh in the front court for the Western Conference. Hey, by the, and, hey, shouts to Carmelo by the way because he's playing so hard. He's having a great attitude. He Obviously, is. the offense is always great, and he's trying on defense. He's definitely not the issue there, I'll tell you that. And uh, so right. shout out to him. I'm glad he's getting some all-star votes. He had a great game in Orlando. He had a great game. And he's improved yeah. his three-point jump shot as well. Yeah, I love watching Melo play. His pull-up his, his pull jump shot is my favorite move in basketball. It looks like he's not going to miss. Like, it yeah, looks it's the insane. same every single time. When, you, when he misses, it's like a surprise to me because the way it comes off his hands, you know, that energy transfer he has is just great. It's ridiculous. Now, I want to shift into MVP voting combo. Um, one of the most talked about awards in all of sports, whether it's NFL, MLB, NBA, we all want to know who the MVP is. And my biggest issue with the MVP award has always been, uh, I don't think we're voting based off value. 
and I think we should have renamed the award. If you want to go best player award, so it gives players a reason, more incentive to play hard for it. I was the best player this season. Maybe it's best season. I don't think we always vote off value, and I think the criteria changes. I think there's voter fatigue. So I've always had a little bit of an issue with the MVP award because I truly don't believe we always give it to who's the most valuable. Um, but this year, I feel like it's fluctuated quite a bit. So it started off with Steph Curry. Then you had the Kevin Durant talk. Then you had the Jokic and Bede talk. You have the Giannis is now leading the way. Um, John Morant in the discussion. There's a lot of candidates out there. Um, I'll give you the floor first. As of right now, if you had to stop, who is your front runner to win the MVP award? I'm going to stay with Jokic, you know. I'm going to stay with But Embiid, man, he's had probably the best month yeah. in the NBA. So he's definitely in the mix as well. Um, you know who's lurking? Quietly. Kind of see a trend towards him in a in a wild way. Who? LeBron James. Yes, because, sir. Because yes, sir. You know they played they played great yesterday, and if he could keep those stats the way they are, play the minutes he's playing, and they start winning this second half of the season, he could be a sleeper MVP guy. You know. I agree. Now, who I believe is going to win it is different than who I think should win it. So I believe Giannis is going to have a good shot to win the thing. Um, now you know how I feel about Giannis, but I agree with you. I feel either I think Jokic should be the front runner for MVP because of you have to look at his situation. He doesn't have his number two, number three option um, with Porter being injured. Obviously, Jamal Murray being injured. The way he elevates everyone statistically, he's he's just phenomenal. We've never seen a center like him. Just pure value and elevating everybody. I think it should be Jokic. Now, my second one is you stole the words right out of my mouth. LeBron James, eighth seed in the West. His biggest argument that you can make against him is just because of the time that he's missed. But when you look at his roster, um, as of right, especially with AD out, what he's been able to do, I think this is the longest streak he's had with 25 plus or more points. And he said this is the, like, he's feeling this is one of his best offensive stretches in his career. And the way he's shooting the ball, the way he's playing, um, I think that he's going to obviously will their way into the playoffs. I say it's LeBron and Jokic, but because of the situation that Jokic is in and then statistically you can't deny what he's doing I would give it to Jokic so I agree with you there you you hit the nail right on the head since the beginning of the season combo yeah I think you were on my show you and Eric Sanchez um and we talked about that and that was my prediction and I just felt with Jamal Murray out he was going to get high usage and yep when you give Jokic high usage good things will happen and he's proved he could win it before so yeah man I'm, I'm gonna stick with Jokic from the beginning of the season till now and all the way through, I think he'll you know, end up getting it. Uh, I know you and I have talked about the trading deadline a little bit. Um, I know there's been more reports getting out, so let's just touch on something that's kind of broke the internet the past couple hours. Um, James Harden, it looks like he's not necessarily happy in Brooklyn, doesn't like living in Brooklyn. I know he's been a little frustrated with the Kyrie Irving situation. And I say, as he should be, absolutely. If I was James Harden, I would leave Brooklyn. That's just me. Um but I understand where he's coming from. We have Daryl Morey saying he wants to kind of hang on Ben Simmons to make a trade or pursuit for James Harden and pair the two together. I think that makes perfect sense with Harden and Embiid. Um, what, if, what is your perspective on the whole situation uh, and James Harden possibly leaving Brooklyn? Probably not this year, obviously, but going into next. I mean, he's lived in Houston in the past, and Houston is warm during this time. And I live in New York, and New York is very cold at this time. You have to be a true New Yorker, I think, to really appreciate the cold weather. Like, I love the cold weather. I'll go out in the cold weather and do some pull-ups. But 
you know, for him, it might not be as fun. Right. You know, and he's, and he's a guy known to everybody that likes to go outside and hang out. And probably during the winter, New York isn't the greatest place to do that because it's so cold. New York summers are unmatched, unbelievable. You can't get anything like a New York summer. But, you know, maybe that's part of the reason he doesn't want to live in New York anymore. I don't know. I mean, I'm a true New Yorker. I'm here. I'm in the building. <laughs> you heard. But, uh, yeah, obviously him and Daryl Morey had a great working relationship. And it wouldn't surprise me if he ends up a sixer. It's a great fit with Embiid. And I think he wants to get back probably to that MVP level Harden, which is difficult, you know. And we'll see what develops. I mean, Simmons on the Nets would be a great fit. I think he could really help that team. Yeah. And there is some redundancy with Harden and Kyrie and KD. They're all in their own rights, all-time great players, but they all – I don't want to say – I don't want to use the word rely because they're all so well-rounded, but they're isocentric players, and there's three of them. You know? Yep. But they have, they have played great for them. They have played great, and I think they're also in a point of their career where they don't mind sacrificing a lot to win a championship. But there is more redundancy with them three than there would be if Ben was there, you know? Agree. 100% well said, Combo. Um, to wrap up this fantastic show, before we kind of get to our closing statements, our moment of the week, um, it's no secret. I guess I'll take the floor on this one. I believe I threw you the alley-oop last week, so I'm going to take the ISO play right here. Um, selfishly, I have to make this my moment of the week. I got to interview LeBron, so just being able to talk to him, pick his brain a little bit, one of the biggest uh, – just true geniuses of the game of basketball. One of the best to ever pick up the basketball. In my opinion, the best to ever pick up, pick up the basketball. That was my moment of the week. Just seeing LeBron James live, being able to interview him, Vogel, Carmelo. Uh, it, it was just a great experience for me. So that is my moment of the week, and I'm going to throw it back to you. Shouts to Max. Go check that interview out on his Instagram page. Let's go with Mo Bamba, 28 points. You know, we want to see consistency from him. But the truth of the matter is the guy had a 28-point quarter. And it happened, I would say, about a week ago, maybe six days ago. So shout some Obama. That's my moment of the week. I love it. Way to go, Mo. Way to go, Mo. Combo, you've been throwing plugs here left and right, so it's only right. The floor is yours. Let's wrap this fantastic show out. Let's see what you do. <laughs> we can find Max on Instagram at Max underscore Van underscore Alkin. That's M-A-X underscore V-A-N underscore A-U-K-E-N. You can catch me. Oh, man, I messed it up. A-U-K-E-N. Wow. Catch me on Instagram at Combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Catch me on Twitter at Combo's Court. Same name as my podcast. And subscribe, rate, review to Combo's Court wherever you listen to podcasts. And, of course, subscribe to the Believe in Magic podcast wherever you're listening to this show. We appreciate you all and see you all soon. Until next time, talk soon. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.